0: Listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. So I usually don't talk about things that are in the immediate news cycle. I I like to sit and let these stories marinate. I'm not a hot take artist. I'm not looking to get clicks. You're not gonna get any woge bombs from me. This is not a a breaking news type of show. Um, I've been on live. We. We were on live the, the day that Kobe Bryant passed away, and that, that was a really difficult show for me. Me and Rampage were at Dave and & Buster's. And we're doing a show with, with these hundreds of televisions at Dave & Buster's that, that are showing tributes to Kobe Bryant and showing the helicopter in, in Calabasas. And I was on live the day that Nipsey Hussle passed away. I was a Nipsey Hussle fan. I, I wouldn't say that he was one of my favorite artists, but, but I really enjoyed his music. And his catalog. And so when a when a prominent public figure and, and someone that, that we've covered passes away, I usually don't want to talk about it immediately. It's it's not easy for me to to have that discussion immediately because you don't really know all of the circumstances. You only know what TMZ reports and you only know what the news reports. And we've learned over the years that these initial reports come out and then additional information comes out over time. So you wanna be careful with, with judgment and, and all of those things. One of the most egregious things that, that I remember in this business is when Sean Taylor died, Colin Cowherd, who, who is a nationally syndicated radio host that I respect, Colin Cowherd implied on his show that Sean Taylor died because he associated with thugs. And that some, somehow it was Sean Taylor's fault because he surrounded himself with the wrong people and that contributed to his demise. Well, you come to find out that someone broke into his house. And he was trying to defend his family. And he died a hero trying to defend his family it had nothing to do with with any criminal activity or gangs or or thugs but you wanna paint this man as, as someone who, who was a part of the underbelly of society and contributed to his own demise with poor decision-making. And I just thought that that was disgusting. And when I got into the media, I was like, I don't ever wanna be that guy. So I don't, I don't know, other than what I've read on TMZ, other than what, the same stuff that you've read, I don't know why Offset passed away. I read that that there was a dice game. You're you at a party in Houston at a bowling alley. I was just at a bowling alley party over the weekend with some friends, celebrating a birthday. I'm understanding there was a dice game, and somehow the dice game went wrong, and there was a shooting. I don't know anymore. I don't I don't know if I don't know if these are people that that Migos hung around with. I don't know. If it's family, I, I don't know anything and I don't I don't want to create an illusion as if I'm pretending to know. I don't want to create an illusion that that I really listen to to their music. You know, obviously everybody knows bad and bougie, but I don't want to act like I'm a big fan and, and I'm going to concerts and, and stuff like that. That's not really my genre. That's not really my era. I'm a 90s, early 2000s guy. I'm not, I'm not hating on the young guys. I think the offset was 28 years old. So I don't want to act like this is a group that I follow and, and listen to all the time and, and I'm bumping their stuff and, and I'm going to their concerts and I have their t-shirts and merch and all of that stuff because that would not be an accurate depiction. It's just a group that I respect as a part of the culture I know that, that Offset was uh, Quavo's nephew and they started this group and they had a lot of success. I know he was worth multi-millions as a, as a 28-year-old entrepreneur and, and king. And that's what I see. I see the life of a, of a young entrepreneur, someone who had the means to, to make a difference in the lives of others, someone who was very successful at a young age because of their craft because of their ability to to spit i think that i think that people that that follow migos felt that offset was the best rapper from from a bar for bar standpoint in the group and i know that that they were working on some some new projects they were kind of in the process of splitting up and going their separate ways and that's part of the industry you know when i was when i was a kid i was so heartbroken when leaders of the new school broke up when Buster Rhymes, when he said powerful impact, boom, from the cannon. Well, you on Scenario, you, you heard that bar. You're like, all right, this dude's going solo. And I was so mad when EPMD broke up and when Pete Rock and Seal Smooth broke up and when A Tribe Called Quest broke up. I was like, can you give us another couple of albums, please? I listened to the Pete Rock tracks for I and I and Baby Pa At Rock Marciano, I'm like, man, some of them tracks would have been really phenomenal with CL and his flow. But then as you get older, you understand it's a business and you can't keep two, three grown men tethered at the hip. People have artistic goals that they want to to branch off to. You know, I would have loved to to have more uh, Blackstar drop the album this year on a streaming service. And it was a fantastic album. It ain't on it ain't on iTunes. It's not on Spotify, but but Black Star put a fantastic album out. Well, it was like twenty years between album one and album two. I wish that Black Star had blessed us with three more albums. But the business end of of entertainment is what it is. So I know that just being a, a, a periphery guy and, and someone that's kinda that understands the group and, and what they're doing, but but not a hardcore fan. I know they're breaking off into solo projects and all that stuff. But really what bothers me is to see a young life snuffed out over what seems to be something trivial, something something very stereotypical, a dice game. It's like a skit on Chappelle's show. But someone, you know, when, when they're playing dice and Ashley Larry and the guys come through and, and rob everybody. But but you saw you see dice games if you watch The Wire. I think the first scene of The Wire is, is someone getting killed over a dice game. Season one. Detective McNulty is investigating a murder in West Baltimore over a dice game. But this is real life, man. This isn't this isn't art. This isn't this isn't an album. This isn't the studio gangster that's, that's killing everybody and shooting everybody and trapping out. But that's on wax. This is real life. This is someone who's not here anymore. And, and I'm going I'm to be straightforward, and people aren't going to like this. Um, Gilly's alluded to this on his show. One of the things Gilly said that I love, when you have these, these instances, and this happened with B Rock, you got somebody that, that just got shot and it's bleeding to death and people whip out their cell phone cameras so that they can record the footage of another human being dying in front of them as their relatives and loved ones do their best to save their life, administer CPR, do anything to keep that person alive until the ambulance gets there. And you got these fools that think that it's, uh, you know, Action News 6 and they're just recording it and sending it around and, and, and that's deplorable and disgusting and despicable other piece of it I just don't see the level of outrage when when we and I'm I'm speaking as an African American male if I said it had been killed by a policeman or been killed by someone who was politically charged or something or something like that you would see this massive outrage on social media people would be angry people would be furious people would be rioting in the streets but the truth of the matter is, if you're African American listening to this show in Atlanta, DC, Seattle, Orlando, any of our affiliates around the country on the podcast, you're more likely to encounter violence from someone that looks like you. And I'm not trying to pander to, to stereotypes. I'm not, I'm not reading from the conservative playbook. I'm just saying, where's the outrage? Where's the anger when we trap out on each other? Where's, where's, the, where's the disgust when such a young, successful king loses his life over some foolishness and chicanery? I just want to see my people go just as hard when there's violence in the African-American community from African-Americans against other African-Americans as we do when there, when there are third parties that, that come in and, and enact violence in our communities. And it just really bothers me. Some people may not like that. If you don't like it, don't listen to the show. But that's how I feel. I hate to see our young men who are, who are the ultimately the standard bearers, the pillars of our community, die over, over foolishness like dice games or somebody robbed you or, or jewelry. It's so stereotypical. It's 2022. We've got to rise above all of that garbage. And, and that's just how I feel, man. Lance J. Show. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network. former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts. I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. Look, man, all I'm saying, if I'm going to take your package, split need be fair. I mean, I got to pay all my people the same and hear you open the price on Pay your people less. They my people, though. shut you short yourself. Split a 60-40. You want better, you need to tool up. i wait for Chris, Snoop, and the rest of my people compare a call on your people. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Here we go. Prepare your radio to be blast. 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You now tuned in to the Lance J Radio Show. James Lewis. But we've been arguing over which Joker is the big Joker. And I'm saying that it's unequivocally... The the spade the 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 Joker that has the word guarantee on it that has to be I mean, the big that, Joker that, that is that is that is that is logic for numbskulls that's logic for people who don't know how to read I mean the fact of the matter is the guarantee Joker says on it it is a guarantee if a manufacturing defect is found in this deck that's what the guarantee means but don't you feel they, that it's, don't you feel that it's a double entendre though because it's no, why didn't why didn't the, the manufacturer <laughs> put it in fine print why did the it's manufacturer put I'm I'm certain the people who made this deck don't even know what a double entendre means. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.